The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub, and Deary Brothers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Waukee. Now, live from G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub in Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr., as the man says. We are uh, with you from G-Migs in uh, West Des Moines. Join us. Uh, I know it's getting a little chilly and windy, but it's good Holy night to cow. come inside and have some good some uh, good warm food. I swear, I think I was, I was thinking shorts this morning, and I grabbed my uh, winter coat to, <laughs> yeah. to come uh, down here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I headed into the office with no coat, left and went home to grab a computer, and uh, grabbed a coat and a hat and the whole bit. But uh, it's down to 32 degrees out there right now. Do so. not lose your hat tonight. It's right here on top of my computer bag, yeah, because we don't can't can't always depend on Chuck Reed to find my hat. Chuck found your hat. I know. Chuck kept your hat in safekeeping. I, I'm saying we can't we can't, can't blame make him. that. No, we can't make that a regular occurrence for him. It's not fair. No, right? That's correct. So that's uh, that's not a not a good thing. Uh, Hawkeye baseball currently up 13 to six at home against Northern Illinois in the uh, bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, looks like they may go on to win this one. Tough week for the Hawkeye uh, baseball team. Highly rated going into the year, uh, number 18 in the country. They went down to uh, Florida and lost three in a row. Uh, um, were they ahead in every Auburn. game? They were ahead every game in the seventh inning. They had seventh uh. inning leads. The starting pitching is, at what you just said, is probably the best in the country. Maybe the best in the country. Certainly top five. Um, but the uh, they gave up the, the bullpen ERA currently is 12.2. That's not very good. According to Kyle Gisman from uh, from HawkeyeReport.com, 12.2. And, yeah, they gave up uh, big, big crooked numbers in each of those three games, and they come home with three losses. They um, Just looking at it real quick, they they lost to Auburn 7-5 to after being up, uh, I think they were 4-3 to f- uh, four to three going into the bottom of the seventh, and they were going to stop the game because it was so late. Went into extras. And lost seven to five. They lost twelve to nine to Virginia after so being lost, up five. So we lost because we were tired. Looked like it. Uh, big rain delay on in, on Friday, and then Wichita State, uh, who's not supposed to be all that great this year, twelve to six. They beat them. Okay. So this nice to come back. Thing. Nice to come back. Your analysis of baseball teams is interesting. Wichita State, not supposed to be great. Well, Ho- storied history, and Iowa has never beat them. And, and Iowa has never beat them. But, oh, for fourteen. But, however. In, in in terms of what was supposed to happen this year. You'd think that would be Every, one you'd get. Everything that was supposed to happen happened in all three of these games this weekend right up until the time they took the starters out. Yeah. It, and so, you know, Rick Heller's got to be sitting there going, all right, who can throw strikes and who can get guys out? Because clearly – Outside the starters, we don't have that option right now. Yeah, the disappointing one is uh, Jack Whitlock after having such a great year last year, and he was clearly the closer, uh, shut people down in the Big Ten tournament, had done very well in the NCAAs. He gave up uh, the, the home run that tied the game against uh, um, Auburn the other night. I, th- I think um, they thought that there were a number of guys they brought in who had pitched well elsewhere, and that was going to be their bullpen, and it's not happening yet. Now, to be fair, we've, we point out every year on this show – Rick Heller uses this time of year to figure out what he's got and get guys rolling, and this is a year where you just didn't have that luxury because it, it was there were such high expectations. Um, the rest of the team's playing fine, although 
they're scoring runs early and not so much late, and that yeah. also is kind of an interesting thing to happen. Well, I, th I think that's a little bit of the opposing teams getting a sense for what the Hawks have been doing. What, what are they hitting? What are they laying off? Are they are they looking first ball, fastball? You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. you get a minor book after a couple days. That's true. Or even a couple innings uh, if you're paying attention, which certainly those guys are. And, you know, it becomes a, a chess match, if you will. And Rick Heller's not winning the chess match right now. And I, I don't think it's that he's pulling the wrong lever, levers. I, I think it's just they're, the bullpen isn't doing anything remotely close to what his expectation is. Who would have thought we'd miss Luke Llewellyn this much? Right. I mean, some some of the guys that you thought were fair to Midland, eh, I'd rather have them back right now. They, they, look, they're four, they're going to be 4-4 four and four after today. They've got guys on the corners again here in the eighth. They're going to score some more runs. They're going to be 4-4 four, four and, oh, four and four after today. This weekend, they go to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is not ranked, but it's still an SEC school. You got three on the road there. You you got to be let, let's let's get the first one about, and then go for the sweep, about, right? Win one. <laughs> yeah, win one, then see what happens. But if you came back with three, you would you would get yourself back in the conversation again. The worst part is the, that Iowa's RPI is going to be dependent on the Big Ten uh, this year, and they don't play the two highest rated teams at this point. So we'll see how it goes. Not not until the Big Ten tournament, right? Right. And so I mean. You could look at it this way. They don't play the two best teams. Perhaps they can build up an extraordinarily good good record in the conference. Um, and they can put themselves in a nice position so that when they get to the tournament, they get an opportunity to play those teams that, you know, maybe they can improve, if you will, their RPI. I don't know. I, I hate to throw the baby out of the bathwater on February 27th. I, I know. It's, it, it's, it's hard to look at this and say, well, stop paying attention because... Pff, there's so much season left to go, and yet at the same time, they've dug themselves a little bit of a hole here. They're going to be in the lead in a lot of games because the starting pitching is so good. Even there, I, I didn't see who started today, but both Loris in this Northern Illinois game, they took big leads early. I think it was 6 nothing after yeah, one. They're starting pitching across the board all the way down to their midweek starters. is that It's solid, right? So they're going to be in the lead in well, a lot of games. the question is, eight runs on. enough to get three more outs? I, you know. Now, there were times when you and I were coaching, we, we, we looked at each other and said the same thing. Who do we have left? Is there any chance there any we chance? can get Andrew to just throw if he, 10 strikes? If he just goes out there and only hits one guy. Just throws one. throws 10 strikes. Actually hit the first guy because that will help with the, yeah. the next three. <laughs> just hit him hard, right? Um, not, but, in the, not in the head. No. No, no, no. Just, like dot, the butt. just, just, dot, the, just dot the guy. Be anyway. Fine, you know, so. Hey, um, speaking of a team that has a tough time holding on to a lead, uh, the Iowa men's basketball team, they got a victory last week despite blowing a 17-point lead against Michigan State, which they earned, by the way, getting they earned that 17-point lead. They played great to get that 17-point lead. And it got whittled down to, what, four or five there in the last minute? It was never it, under one possession, so I would say four. Okay. And then against Illinois the other day, another seven-point lead in the second half. So this is now on the road, um, seven-point leads or better at Indiana, at Penn State, at uh, Maryland, and um, Illinois. And now Illinois. Seven or more, three, three possessions or more of a lead in the second half with about six, seven minutes to go in all those games, and then they just can't score. And they really couldn't score against Michigan State to finish the game either. They closed it out with a couple of free throws and some other stuff, but 
this this is and the what nine point lead against Wisconsin was seven minutes ago, and they ended up down four before they came back and won that. Well, what what, what so about weird. what about the fact that they had whittled the Purdue lead down to seven or eight and couldn't score had the ball yes. three times? Yep, that's true. And couldn't score um, in in that game. In I'm not saying they were going to beat Purdue, but it certainly would have been a lot more exciting. Uh, would have helped your net and all those other things because under 10-point loss and, yep. or, you know, all, all of those things that go along with that. So uh, they're a great 34-minute basketball team, you know, but the problem is the game goes 40. And and how do you, how do you explain Kansas State, Jerome Tang, never losing in overtime? Isn't he like 12-0 and 0 in overtime? How is that even possible? That A, that they've had 12 overtime games since he's been there in the last two years, but let alone they've never lost. I mean, in Iowa has blown. If you revert, obviously, if you were to reverse all the games you just mentioned, except for the Wisconsin because we finally came back and won that. You're talking four more wins right now. You'd be, what, 19 and 11? 20. 20? 20. They're 16 and 12. They'd be 20, 20 and 8. 20 and 8. And sitting solidly, solidly on the right side of the line for the NCAA You're probably tournament. Probably in the 6 7 range. Yeah. Maybe 8 9. Uh, you know, whining about the 8 9, but you know, you're in. Right. And. Right. I know if ifs and buts are candy and nuts, all that crap, but guess what? It, at some point in time, you have to look at it and go, they had these games in their hand. They weren't just hanging on. Well, they were they well, were well, well within their grasp. Yeah. All they had to do was finish literally any of them um, or all of them. And that's the difference. Good teams will finish and mediocre teams won't. And they don't have a killer. They don't have the dude who who can take the ball, who can who can create offense and give it to guys who are open. Because Peyton's not that guy. Tony can try to be that guy, but he seems to stumble and drumble and have the ball go off. He had three he had three turnovers in the last five minutes of the game Saturday against Illinois. You know who you're missing? They're missing? No, they're missing Jordan Bohannon. There was a guy that, no matter how bad okay, he was well, playing. Okay, well, he's been gone for I, a long I, time. I know, but I'm just saying, there's a guy, there was the last time that I can remember a guy who. When when the last shot okay, came up, and you knocked Keegan? What about Luca? What, I don't think Keegan, I don't think Luca was particularly good at, 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 in those situations either. Keegan, I don't remember him making a last second shot. Maybe he made one or two. I'm talking, but you're right. I, but you they don't do, even have to make the last second shot if if you're up you're, eight and you can continue you're, to you're get right. points. You're then right. You don't need the last we're not, second. We're shot. missing the horse. We're missing the horse that you can put in, in, under three minutes to go. You know you're going to go somewhere, and, and it's going to be and Keegan. It, it's going to be Luca. It's going to be Chris. Chris, it's going to be, and, right. and if they don't make it, they get fouled. They make they make foul shots. I would even get fouls called on uh, go against them. I'm not saying they haven't earned some fouls, but they haven't. They haven't. They're not getting to the line. They don't Under have, five they, minutes to go. They're not getting to the line. They don't have a reputation at all with the officials that's going to allow them to get certain calls. And you know, I mean, let's face it, Illinois. They're going to play extraordinarily physical at home every time you ever play them there. Gabe in Iowa City, I, I give the Hawks a, a real swing and shot. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I mean, the Hawks are favored by nine tonight. Certainly would like to think that they come back with a little vengeance since they blew the game out there at Penn State. You got, what, Northwestern on Sunday or Saturday or Sunday? Uh, sun Saturday. 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 You know, in, 4.30 Saturday. In, in, a, in a place that has become a tough environment against a team who was pretty darn good. Certainly played good this year. 
Um, but banged up. Not full strength. So that's good for Iowa. And usually Chicago Iowa, area Iowa fans show up and oh, yeah. make some noise there. So it, granted, Northwestern's played very well at home over the last few years, particularly once they redid their arena. But yeah, right. it, it, but this is these are places you could win these games. So ESPN had Iowa last four out today. Right. So there's first four out, last four out. Iowa is the last of the last four out for them. So there's so eight, that's eight, eighth out. Th that's eighth uh, out. Oh, okay. There's a there's another guy that's got him ninth out. So the, but they're still in the conversation. Well, all, right all of now. a sudden yeah. we've found a bubble for which you can at least see it, whether or not yes. you're sitting on it or not. But in order to even be remotely involved in that, you've got to win the next three. You have to. The, the, there is no room for losses. You have to win the next three games, and you got to win at least two in the tournament, yeah. in the Big Ten tournament, I think, in order to even be given consideration on selection. Sunday. Currently sitting number 60 in the net, uh, which has been going up steadily, uh, even after the loss the other day, it bumped up. Um, 60 in the net, what really when hurt him this week. it bumps up, it means the number goes down. Right. <laughs> got better. Uh, yeah. Number actually got a little worse because... Minnesota had jumped into the top 75, which meant that road win was until a Q1. Uh, until, until they, they got smoked by Nebraska. by Nebraska. Now they're 78, so that by goes the way, back to a By the way, don't sleep on the two. Japanese uh, Olympic yeah, team this year. I'm telling you, <laughs> they can fill it up. Um, so still currently sitting there, and I would say this. I don't know that they have to win all three. I think they, if they get tonight and then they split with, they get either Illinois or Northwestern, they're going to be, they but, have both to of them, but both of them would make a huge difference. One in the Big Ten tournament, and then they they have a real case. You can't go two and one, win one, and then think you've got a case. They've got to win five more games. They have to win five more games in in some fashion. If they lose the next three, then they got to win all five in the Big Ten tournament, and then they're in. That's, yeah. You I think mean, five. So you think they got to go to 21. At I least. figured twenty. No, absolutely. I, they got to get know. if they they get there. What would they be? Twenty and thirteen to twenty and thirteen, twenty and fourteen, something like that. Twenty and twenty and twelve. Twenty and twenty and thirteen. Twenty, 20 and, and thirteen. Yeah. And you're going to be crying that they're not in. And I'm going to tell you. I wouldn't be crying about be it. I'd be saying that. The yeah. NIT. Yeah. Um, that that is the last piece of this dimension, as Tom has brought up a couple times on the show, and we've brought up the the way the NIT is working. Iowa is at least sitting as the top first team out in the Big Ten uh, in the net, which would automatically qualify them for the NIT. However, Ohio State and um, uh, not only Ohio State and Maryland are right behind them at 66 and 67. Could fall apart too. So well, don't you think in the tournament you're going to have to play one of those two teams? Isn't that kind of how it's looking? Uh, what did I see today? Yeah, somewhere in there. So there's a lot left to be decided in these three games because of the tiebreakers. Well, yeah, because right so now Iowa was, was tied for eighth. I mean, if they went three in a row, they'd probably finish sixth. They went three in a row, they would finish sixth. Yes, they'd so, be the sixth. So you get the 11. Right now they're the ninth seed, but that's based on losing to Penn State um, tiebreaker. So if they beat Penn State, then it goes. Penn State would still have the tiebreaker because they beat in Illinois, which is the highest-ranked team. But if Iowa wins that one, that tiebreaker, it just there's so much left to do here because those teams are all together. Michigan State's one game ahead of Iowa. I'm sorry, it's my understanding you know, there'd be no math. Yeah, there's a lot. So Iowa could finish up as high, high as six. They could finish as low as, uh, I think, tenth at this point in in this uh, for seeding. And you certainly. And what's you know, the difference between sixth and tenth? Primarily, one is you don't have to play on. One game. It's yeah, a game. That yeah. first game. Yeah. It's, so it's you're not, game, yeah. you're Miss Wednesday or whatever. <laughs> 
in the Bow Valley, they used to call it. You miss Wednesday. So uh, if you have aspirations of ever going to the NCAA basketball tournament, you they, in my opinion, they absolutely have to win the next three. And they got to win the 6-11 game. And then they got to beat the three. And that three might be Illinois again, which would be for the third time in two weeks. I think if they win all three, Hawks uh, baseball is over 14 to six. So they go four and four. I think if they win all three of these last, the last three regular season and get one in the Big Ten tournament, I think they're I think they're in. No way. Because you will have you have just you, no Minnesota is going to get a couple more and you're going to end up with five quad one wins, and Tom will give you the analysis of Who's how they Minnesota add. Minnesota going to be? I can't remember what I was. Whoever they're at. playing. Yeah, whoever they're playing. <laughs> I'm I'm figuring that I'm looking at this that the. The committee apparently has kind of figured out that the quad one thing is is beatable. They got to play Illinois again. Yeah, so they you never know. The quad one we thing is beatable. We don't want them to beat so Illinois. We want to beat Illinois. Well, we'll do that. If you put the quad ones and the quad twos together, Iowa has a very comparable record to all these other teams that are on the bubble, if not better. That's that's where he's kind of looking at it, and where a number of these guys are starting to say, okay, top 100 versus the top 100. What did Iowa do? And Iowa has been pretty good against the top 100 therefore that's a good shot i don't know it's, it's, right. at least it's hey at least we're talking about it well, right right you know? i mean eight o'clock tonight what are they are they on the cock tonight i don't i don't remember i got it written down here somewhere btn i btn think. tonight btn tonight all at right. least not btn plus no <laughs> all right i'll take our first By the break way, iowa state's got three of their next four games all on espn plus Number eight ranked team in the country. Not on television. Can't even get on ESPN. Not on television. That's some bad programming by that network. Awful programming by that network. Awful programming by the Big 12. Whatever. But they're not on ESPN Radio 1350 and 102.1. They are not. No. Drake will be here. <laughs> That's right. So uh, the other oh the other number there, the Hawks are, the Iowa men are in 49 in Ken Palm. Didn't want to leave that out. All, All right, right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk women's basketball, wrestling. All kinds of other stuff with Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. We come back here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Hi, it's Greeny, and you're listening to 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Green Jr. with you. Live with the Steve Miller Band. Let that roll for a minute. <laughs> Appreciate that. We got Dr. Tom Kakert on the line Dr. from Hawk Tom Kaker. Hawkeye Report. The doctor is in the house. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I, I'm experiencing something that I don't think I've ever experienced before in my life. And that's what is that? driving to Iowa City, and I started out, and it was 74 degrees in, in uh, beautiful uh, bluegrass Iowa, and I just passed the Cedar River, so probably about 25 miles. It's now 48 degrees. <laughs> it's 32, oh, it's 32 here. here. It's coming, my friend. There, yeah. I think they have a tornado watch in the Quad City area. Right yes, now. they do. do they? they yeah. do, but it's, yeah. it's sunny here, so it looks like everything kind of developed uh, east of the Quad City area. But, boy, okay. that's something. Yeah, that is something. I'd almost call that a polar vortex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, sure you, where, where you put that on the weather scale, but either way. Well, the Hawks, we, we have uh, spent a good chunk of time talking uh, men's basketball time. The Hawks do have a, a – the, the, everything is big now the rest of the way uh, yep. as we go forward tonight. Obviously, this one, they, they can't lose. 
Um, or I, I, when I say they can't lose, the season doesn't end tonight if they lose, but they can't lose if they've got any hopes in the NCAA tournament. But we weren't even talking about that uh, two weeks ago, right? They played their way in. And then I guess the question we kind of have is, what is it about the way that, that these teams are developed, that Iowa's developed, that they can't seem to get buckets down at the end of the game? There's just so many times they're, they're right there, they have the lead, and then the offense just completely vanishes. It's, it, you look at the first Penn State meeting. It was 71-all with about four minutes left. And Penn State goes on a run, and Iowa stalls out. And, you know, uh, Ace, Ace Baldwin hits a couple threes and the, another couple buckets, and all of a sudden it's, you know, up to close to 10-point game. And game's over. Saw that Saturday with Illinois. It was five, what, 553 left, and it was a tie game at 75. And um, Iowa has three turnovers and four possessions, and Illinois scores on six straight possessions. And suddenly Illinois is up by 10, and the ball game's over. Um, that's been the big mystery for this team. They have had, there's other games where that happened too, um, where it was just the offense down the stretch. Maybe it's just they don't have a true go-to guy like uh, Luca, yep, like, a Keegan, yep. like, uh, like a Chris Murray, that you can just put the ball in their hands and say, go get a bucket, and they could go get a bucket. Even when Luca was around, you could do that with uh, the Wies camp. Um, Jordan Bohannon could do that time to time they just i don't know that they've got that guy that can consistently do it and um yeah it's it's maybe i don't know if it's cost them any games you know but it's certainly decided a couple of games well tom the only name we didn't hit was wheezy yeah uh when we were talking about that and i, and I just said they just don't have the dude and you know both the murray's whether they could get you a bucket or at least get fouled and get to the line. Um, yep. You know, and, and Tony is trying to be that guy, yep. but, but he, you know, he struggles so much w with the ball in traffic, and, and he's just unable to, he's unable to get the shot up and or the foul, and Peyton's having a tremendously hard time when they really, really get in his face. Well, and so let me ask you this, Tom. I, I, I want to build off that into let's look at this team next year right because there are some choices here tony theoretically and i don't know what, whether you've heard when tony could theoretically come back and play again but certainly patrick mccaffrey could I don't, I don't feel like he will but you could have relatively a very similar team without uh, ben, uh, minus ben Cricky out there next year you're bringing in chris tajo uh you're bringing in cooper koch but they still i still don't see where that dude is right where that guy is how you know? Is there is there anyone is, anyone on the radar? Does Owen still? Freeman does does Owen Freeman develop into that guy? Does Brock Harding develop into the guy that at least has the ball in his hands who can fill facilitate well, we let him play? To, yeah, facilitate yeah. it to someone else. Yep. Because yep. yep. that's where I would go. That's where I would go. But that's you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, or you uh, you know you go in the portal. Right, and you just always the portal. There's gonna hit a home run in the portal. Find a, find a dude. Find a you know. Look at Tennessee this year. They found this guy named Dalton Connect, who's from who was at Northern Colorado, and he wasn't like a you know 
all-world guy at Northern Colorado Big Sky Conference, and he's going to be a, a you know first or second team All-American. He's just a go-to guy. Just terrific. I mean, maybe you hit on somebody like that. That's what it, that's what it would have to be because you're gonna you're gonna come back with a very similar team next year that could do a lot of things well, and you're gonna Tucker want to DeVries. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can, if you can get that, I don't that think there. he's okay. coming. Hey, speaking of somebody who you put the ball in their hands and she can score and she will do it, Caitlin Clark. But uh, last uh, Thursday night, boy, they ran into a buzzsaw at Indiana, and I thought, I I personally thought. Um, Yes, Indiana doing a lot of pushing and shoving. There was a lot of fouling that wasn't called. But I personally thought Indiana played a terrific defensive ball game and showed how you beat Iowa. They took everybody it, else out of the game. If you have enough people who can do that. And and the top 10 teams do, right? That well, was about top, it. Uh, top 15 teams maybe. I, I, don't, Iowa, I don't know. Iowa played like a team on the road in a hostile yep. environment. And they just... It seemed like it bothered them. It seemed like it got in their heads a little bit. They got Caitlin um, thinking about things a little bit more and kind of got in her head a little bit. And, um, you know, to get her chirping back and forth with, with uh, some of their players and their bench. And, you know, I, sometimes I don't think I, – I know some greats, it's, it's, they just – that motivates them even more and they become more of a killer. Um, but um, – I don't know if that's healthy for her. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, but a I don't. I don't think it's healthy on, on the Sunday. road. Yeah, I just right. don't. Um, but uh, Sunday, nice win. Um, good balanced attack. Four players in double figures. I don't think Caitlin played her best game, but um, you know now they need help to get a share of the Big Ten title. They got to hope that Iowa wins at Minnesota tomorrow and. And somehow Michigan knocks off Ohio State for the second time this year, and then you can make Sunday matter. But either regardless, Sunday's still going to be great. I mean, up there oh, yeah. you get the revenge spot with Ohio State. You got ESPN College Game Day for the women. Caitlin's got... probably going to surpass uh, Crystal Pete that day. Right. Um, it's her senior day. Now, whether and that's Gabby's really senior, her senior day, day, Kate's senior day, Gabby, yep. Kate's yep. senior day, yep. I mean, you've got boy, there's just a, a Molly Davis's senior, a lot, a lot, a lot going on there. So um, that's going to be uh, one for the ages, I think. It's going to be a, and Ohio State I, probably number two in the country at that point still. And, and, and a, if I will win, if I will win that game, they probably lock up a one seed in the right. NCAA yep. tournament. So just so much for that Sunday game. Uh, it's going to be exciting to be there. Looking forward to it. So they they uh, currently, it comes down to this, uh, as far as the Big Ten tournament is concerned, they're currently sitting as the third seed uh, based on tiebreakers with Indiana. But if Iowa wins out, they'll be the two. If Iowa happens to lose Ohio State, they'll be the three. There's no changing that in the Big Ten tournament, and that's kind of the way that's going to end up on uh, up in Minneapolis next week. So Ohio State yeah. will be the one unless Michigan <laughs> beats them. Yes. And and even at that, then you'd be going to even at that, beat them. Even at that, I tiebreakers. Think, I, yeah. I think, I think yeah. Ohio State wins all the tiebreakers. Yeah, because the next the next tiebreaker the next would be tiebreaker Indi- is Indiana. Indiana. Indiana had Indiana, that record. And, yeah. Yeah. And they beat Indiana in the one, one they meeting. They only played them once. And we yeah. split with them. So, 
no way you're getting the, the one seed. You're either the two or the three, which is fine, right? You want you look. You want to see Iowa but, Iowa State but, again. But in essentially, that final. what you're gonna what you're gonna see is Iowa Indiana again in the semis. Yep. Yep. And I said that I said that Thursday night. I said well, it'd be interesting to see those those two teams again up in Minneapolis, and I think we're gonna see it on Saturday up in Minneapolis. Would be a lot of fun. Um, Caitlin Clark, again, the Big Ten Player of the Week. Uh, it's her 28th time. 28th She didn't time. really have, like you say, a very good, a great game on Sunday, but another triple-double, right? So when you add yep. that in and, and everybody – She's had five triple-doubles this year. There's four players in men's and women's basketball who've ever had a, a triple-double. Oh. Four active players ever to have who's one. ever had one. She's had five this yep. year. <laughs> Well, the the that's crazy. The the key to this team, though, is clearly it's 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 not just her being on fire. It's a matter of everybody else has got to do their do their share, and nobody could throw it in the ocean against Indiana. Not one of them. And and so the other day against Illinois, however, boom, shots are going down. The whole thing just looks great again. And and you just got to have that. Good to get they Molly made, Davis getting healthier. Made Seventeen right? three. They made seventeen three. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Molly right? got and going. What they, what? Uh, Molly got going. Um, Kylie Sturbach hit, hit hit three threes in in that three. game. That was huge. When they can get those sort of contributions from her off the bench, um, you know, Kate Martin's been really the only other, I think, consistent. I mean, Hannah, she had the forty seven points. Then she was kind of quiet. The twenty point game Sunday was really good. Um, and, and she's fairly consistent, I think. But Kate Martin's just playing so well right now. She just nails. I mean, she really is. <laughs> but I think, I, you know, one of the things I think, and, and Kyle, um, Kyle Huseman and I were talking about this yesterday in our podcast, is are we getting to the point where Taylor McCabe's going to have to be out there more for Gabby Marshall because Gabby can't make a shot? Maybe. I, uh, yes. You have to start thinking about it. I mean, I. Or. Um, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I've been thinking it for several several weeks to a, mo- a month or so here. You know, it, it, she's, she she can knock it down. Or what about Sid? Uh, but, yeah. but maybe. Right. Maybe. Yeah, but, but somebody. A but position. It, I'm just yeah. talking about a, a, a two guard, kind of, another guard out there just, that can just yes. knock down shots. Sid's not a great. Sid's kind of a Swiss Army knife. No. Yeah, um, she's McKenna or, Warnock. Yeah, where McCabe is, McCabe is, McCabe is somebody who you could, if she got enough minutes and, and got some open shots, she's knocking down five or six threes in a game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, and I she am. would get them because that yeah. spot that Gabby plays, she has a lot of shots she passes up now. <laughs> I mean, yep. I, you know. God love her. She's been a great, great Hawkeye, and it's been fun to watch, and she's done a lot of great things. But at this point in time, if you're looking at a, needing a shot in the arm for your offense, a little more consistency, you may have to look at that. I don't know. I don't you're know where seeing, the defense you're seeing Lisa gets better, play her. You're seeing Lisa play yeah. okay, more and more and more. And I, it just kind of, yeah, Kyle and I were talking about that last night on the pod. Just, just seems like Lisa is inching more and more towards that. Um, playing Taylor McCabe more, and that's fine. I, you know, I, I know the the concern is defensively, but you got to get more help for Caitlin out there from a scoring perspective, and that's going to open up the floor for everybody else if she's knocking down shots. 
Well, and, you know, <laughs> Caitlin showed the other day, if every time she's going to drive and everyone's going to come and pounce on her, she's going to find the open person. And when Iowa knocks yep. down 17 threes, you're not going to beat them. That makes the whole game flow. Yep. All right. Thanks, Tom. We appreciate it. We'll ca yep. catch you next week. Okay. Okay. Enjoy the game tonight. All right, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. And uh, mention, of course, is uh, his man, Kyle Huseman, who does uh, the women's basketball and baseball as well. So you've got a couple of good assignments for Kyle. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. It's another NBA weekend on ESPN Des Moines. The Nuggets battle the Lakers Saturday night at 7. And the Mavs host the 76ers Sunday at 11.30 on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. That would be in the NBA. The best in basketball. Brett Ridge, Dave Green Jr. with you back here at uh, GMIX. We'll thank them as one of our great sponsors, of course, and the wonderful and talented uh, Angie Lancaster sitting right here, who's uh, our REMAX real estate guru, REMAX she gave, Concepts. She gave a homecoming she gave, away. She did. I think they're playing cards over there, aren't they? Cribbage. Playing cribbage. Cribbage, nice. And uh, Deary Brothers Deary Brothers, Deary, Deary Brothers Rocky, appreciate that. We ever get around to the Bacon Fest thing this year? Is he back in town? <laughs> We're going to promote it anyway. It's yeah. May, the, May the 4th. Uh, May the 4th be with you. It's a Star Wars theme, I believe, this year. Bacon Wars. Bacon Wars. There yep. you go. Yep. So that's coming up. Uh, and so regardless of whether we get tickets or anything, promote matter. the Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival. Let's and get uh, out there. It's a good time. I want to talk to you about a wrestling match that happened on Sunday. Yeah, let's get to it. Hawks won at 22 to 9 at Okie State, number with two in the country. Seven of ten matches. Yeah. Drake Ayala coming out there in the first match in a tussle at 25. They go to sudden victory, and he goes for the seven-point move, and I thought he had him. I did, too. And um, for the pin, but uh, gets that in sudden victory to end up winning 8-1. Eight, eight Teske battled against the guy. The guy's for, never lost in Stillwater. He's also 25 years old. <laughs> Stock of the Wrestling Insiders. They said they said he's 25 years old. I'm like, no kidding. And so, I mean, that guy's number two in the country, and he's, you know, you can pencil him in the Final Four uh, at the NCAA tournament. Real Woods did his one thing, got a, a takedown, and then lay on top of the guy for the rest of the match. But Caliendo came out after halftime and, and put on a display. Pat Kennedy put on a display. And then... And then Frannick got his job done before that. Yeah. Yes, Fran Ken Kennedy. Frannick can put you to sleep, but yeah, he he won. I like the way I love the way Kennedy. You know what? Again, he's moved to weight class, and so he's only ranked twelfth or whatever. But he he's winning a lot, and in, so he did according, very, to, according to insiders, against the top five, he's going to struggle, but against everybody else, he pretty much can can win it. Win it. And then who's doing ninety-seven? Uh. Glacier. Glacier. Arnold lost for his first time ever, but that was to a ranked opponent, right? And then Glacier. Number three ranked. Yeah. Glacier won. Uh, came through with a big win. And then our boy Ben Keeter comes. And he, I swear, I thought he had him pinned for a brief, a brief big second. Big Ten Wrestler of the Week. Was he? Did you see that? Yeah. No, good for him. Nice. Yeah. You know, considering he has not been on the map a lot. This three and one three now. Three and one. Uh, uh -huh. And that was uh, that was against a ranked opponent. Been clearly not ranked at this point, but against a ranked so, opponent. So the question begets itself: Whose brand's going to send out there in the Big Tens at 33, at 84, and at heavyweight? 
It's a real question because uh, I think Teske's going to go at 33. Uh, yeah, he's probably going to stick there. He's, he's, I think he's wrestled better than uh, who was wrestling super early in the year. Yeah, it, um, so is he going to stay with Blake Arnold? Who's, who weighed in Gabe, at, Gabe Arnold, who, who weighed in at 183 for his 184-pound <laughs> match? <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, and I think he had the extra value mill at McDonald's probably to get yeah. there. Um, now, uh, here's, here's why he likes Gabe Arnold. It just If you watched, he lost, but he was the most aggressive in losing and not giving up points. Usually, if you get real overly aggressive, you... You give up a bunch of extra points. Well, somehow he managed he just kept, he to was get aggressive. He just stay kept out of the right. scrambles and all yeah. that. But a huge win for Iowa down there against the number two ranked, formerly undefeated Oklahoma State Cowboys. They were fourteen and zero. There yeah. was a great interview at halftime with Pat Smith, and he's like, yep. "It's a freaking damn shame if this, if these two teams don't wrestle every year, something needs to be done about yep. it." And certainly Tom and and John Smith are not going to let that go. And and uh, I, I'm certain that Beth. Beth Getz understands that and, and whatever. So it's a, it's the best uh, rivalry in all of wrestling. Obviously, Penn State is at a different level, but they don't have the history. Don't you? And, and it's like I was, 60, 60 national championships between those two schools. So here's – I thought the same thing while I was watching. It's like, you know, connected. Yeah. But I thought the same thing. I was sitting there watching this, and I thought to myself, first of all, the place is sold out. Right. Right. And I thought to myself, these are true wrestling fans. I feel like the people at Penn State are Johnny-come-latelys. They're football <laughs> fans who are just happy that they're happy to have another thing to root for, right? That, and, and, and maybe well, they understand Brent, wrestling, they, but... They are Penn, Penn State. State. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I, I really thought... I was thinking about the history of the place um, oh, yeah. and, 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 the, and the matches over the years between these, the meets between these two schools and where they've been rated. And I thought they to myself, at, this is the more classic. In Arlington, they wrestled at Kinnick Stadium. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean. It's, it's just classic when they get together. It just is. I, I understand the Penn State thing because they're clearly got generational wrestlers and they start, they've started selling tickets. But these people are true. Oh, yeah. Wrestling fans, just like Iowa well, both, fans, both those are. fan bases yeah. for sure are. They're not there just because it's a curiosity and they like to wear, you know, the, the team's colors, <laughs> yeah, or blue and white or whatever, whatever it might be. I think you you asked the salient question is who goes at these weights when you go to the when you go to the nationals and the Big Tens. Big Tens are March eighth and 9th uh, in Maryland. Can't wait for the quad box. Yeah. Uh, by the way, real quick, the women. The women's wrestlers. Oh, yeah! Remember, they're 16 and 0, ranked number one in the country. They won the NWCAA regionals uh, this week. Six champions, five runner-ups, two thirds and two fourths. So they won 37 percent of the spots that can be taken for the, national. <laughs> the nationals. Where's the nationals? Cedar Rapids. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Short drive. They get yeah. to sleep in their own bed. Yeah, they're not going to have too many problems with that. So six champions in the regionals for them. You know what? They're probably almost better built for a tournament wrestling than they are for uh, 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 duels. They, they are based on the fact that you can wrestle with that those many champions. Well, and the right? bonus points and, and such that they points, get. The whole yeah. Bit. yeah, I mean, it's just I, I can't see that being a problem for them. That's why Penn State's unbeatable. Again, the eighth and ninth uh, of March, that one will be in Cedar Rapids. So you go there and then catch them out on TV, and who Qu knows how quad that works. Quad box. Quad box. There you go. Can you have that for the women? I I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Things I haven't considered. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back.
wrap things up here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. The Chicago Cubs 2024 season opener will be in Texas against the Texas Rangers. March 28th. And we'll have every minute of the action with Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer. Right here on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Can't wait. You're going, right? Yeah. Opening day. Opening day. I'll be in Arlington, Texas. I uh, I have a seat, a spot, a ticket. We're in the lower bowl of the outfield. That's where the... Uh, but, Put me in, Coach. But uh, we, Andrew and I watched the opening day from that same spot last year. It just wasn't against the Cubs. Uh, tougher tougher ticket this, this year. I didn't. I couldn't get one for him. The, the intern's out. I couldn't get one for him. That was also... Iowa women were in the you know, NCAA Final Four down there, too. So we made that whole trip out of it last year. But Oh, is, that was the same time? I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. But, um, How are you going to get to Cleveland? Uh, you know, Cleveland sold out. Minneapolis is sold out, by the way, but I got I got me a press pass for that. But at least there's no Caitlin Clark effect for attendance. No, no forty-seven thousand right. people went last year. Yeah. They sold one hundred five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> there, I don't know how they're doing the um, the women's tournament up in Minneapolis because a lot of it was GA. So I don't know how that works. When okay, so your team loses, how do you sell? Who do you sell that ticket to, and how? And is there a ticket? There's no so, there's no paper tickets, right? It's all over phone. So do you have to go through a ticket broker, or can you just go wait, stand outside and wait for somebody? And I don't think Bru- I'm going to need it. But. Bru- Brucey was saying that uh, when, like, if Gonzaga loses before the final of the WCC, that the Gonzaga people are basically walk out and hand, in, hand, hand in their tickets away. Tickets. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if that's how that would go. I would guess the Iowa fans would still show up. Although, yeah, they're going to. It's just going to be a question of like, okay, you're in Nebraska and you lose on Friday, and you're walking out of the arena and you're going to sell your ticket. Or so you put it on Nebraska the internet. Nebraska could lose on Thursday. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I didn't really nice. care for them. <laughs> didn't like that either. Um, Indiana, I, I respect. They're good. I like their coach. Their coach. Indiana's good. Ohio State's good. Iowa's good. I think Nebraska's not quite as good. But got re- could, really, really hot that day, day against the Hawks in the fourth quarter. They had a they Wait. had a quarter. Iowa had a bad quarter, and that was it. No, Indiana is good. There's there's some that that they like. I said I thought they played. Everybody wanted to complain, and normally I'm the complainer on on the officiating. Yeah, they pushed and shoved, and there were a lot of fouls, but there that was going both ways. I thought they played really, really, really tight defense. And did the things they needed to do to make it so that when Iowa was open, they were like, holy cow, I'm open. I better make this. Well, right? and Caitlin got off her spot. And then I think Tom was right. They kind of got in her head. So what do you got for the women this week? They're going to win them both? or? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. I, I, t- tomorrow night, yeah. By t- the way, our prognostication has not been terribly good. No, we haven't been. We have, particularly last week when we guaranteed two men's losses, not even close. And. Won one and almost won the second. Should have won one. the second. Um, the uh, let's see, when is the Minnesota game tomorrow night at 8 p.m. On that one's on the Peacock at 8 p.m. Minnesota's 15 and 12, uh, but I think five and 12 in the Big Ten didn't or something I, like that. Didn't Iowa beat them by 40? Yeah, it's it or something yeah. like that. But the barn is sold out. So no, of course it is. You know, the Caleb so Clark effect that might swing things by a good 20 points. So the Big Ten tournament's in the Target Center, or whatever they call yes. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is that where it was last year? No, it was in Chicago last year. No, I think it was in Minneapolis. No, I went. For the men. Oh, the men. The women's, was the women's in Minneapolis again? Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. So I, kn- I knew you went for the men. Yeah. Um, both this year are in, 
in Minneapolis. So That's if you're a Hawkeye that, fan, you could go to Minneapolis. Good that you, you were able to finagle a Hawkeye huddle press pass well, out of that deal. It, it, here's what I found. It's not official until March 1st is when they Well, that's Friday. Yes. I, I won't know for sure. All right. right. And if I don't have one, it's going to be How about real, the men? Real, real pisser because I... I don't, I don't have a regular ticket. I didn't go for the men this year because I'm, I went for the... Talk about the men this week, Brett. We have oh. a weekly show. This isn't an <laughs> annual recap. We got, we got Penn State got, tonight. I was a nine-point favorite. The I was like around 165. Iowa, I, li- I, God, I don't want to say this because it's going to... I like Iowa in both these games. I like Iowa tonight, but it's like 85-82. And we're going to be it's, much gnashing of teeth yes, and pulling gonna, of hair. We, we are going to be biting our nails, and I, I like Iowa tonight. I, you, don't think, you don't think they can get it done against Northwestern? I want them to get it done. I, but I think, I think Chris Collins got something there at Welsh Ryan. And it's, you just don't walk into Welsh Ryan and expect to win. <laughs> Good Lord, what is this, 1970? I, I just feel like with as banged up as they are and... With the fact that that it's so critical for Iowa to get into the tournament, if, and Northwestern is kind of in at this point and just kind of feeling their way between if both they, seats. If they're you know? as banged up as you say, uh, certainly give the Hawks a swing and chance. <laughs> yeah, give them a fight and fight and chance. And, I, I, you I know, like the way they played the first 35 minutes against Michigan State, they were world beaters. Well, they're the best 34-minute team in the country. Listen, here's what you got to do. You got to finish. You got to figure out a way to get. Is the there a chance we can go scoreless in the first six minutes and then play that good the right. last 34? The, the guy that needs to step up at the end of the game is Josh Dix. He can rise up oh. for a jump shot over a lot of players, and he just doesn't do it. He He's passes it all. He's got to get the ball in his hands and shoot well, he it. He passes. That's yeah. what I'm saying. All right. They don't have the dude. They don't have the dude. That's all we got this week, though, is, is uh, women's and men's basketball. The wrestling's on hiatus. Baseball, though, with the three big ones down in Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Sip. Two out of three? One. You got one out of three? I'm going to. I mean, listen, look at me being all optimistic. And I stuff, love it. Huh? Two out of three. Hey, thanks sweet. to Peter Campack in the studio and Tom Kaker of HawkeyeReport.com. For Dave Creighton Jr., I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week on the Hawkeye Huddle on the ESPN Morning.